So thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. Hello, people. Welcome to this edition of Bible News Radio. Hey, this is Jamie Grace, just so you know. So do me a favor, share this out, okay? I'm going to share this out over on Facebook. You guys want to do life big? You do, don't you? I know. I love Jamie too. It's hard not to dance to this, right? Yeah, it is. love that i totally love that at the very end oh my gosh okay well thank you guys for enjoying that song with me as i shared stuff out over there welcome to tuesday yeah it is it's tuesday and i want to read you guys a quote that i read this morning that i think that you might like wait hold on just a second gotta open up my other window in facebook she wants to read a quote to you guys 
Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm waiting for it to load. Facebook is really slow today. I don't know why, but it is. It's old. That's why. Facebook's old. <laughs> okay, so we're going to jump into the news about Nancy Pelosi. Yay! Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, okay, so here's the quote I read, and I want you to think about this. John Maxwell said this in his book that I read every day. It's his uh, 365 Days of, of uh, something. I forgot the name of the book. But anyway, he wrote, he wrote this in the book. He wrote, I once read an interesting fact based on research saying that every person can do at least one thing better than 10,000 other people. So think about that, okay? I read that this morning. I was like, so everybody, that would mean you, all of you guys, you can do something better than 10,000 other people in the whole world. Yeah. Now think about that for a minute. And actually, I am curious because I was thinking about it. I was thinking, what is it that I can do better than 10,000 other people in the world? And you know what? One of the very first things that came to my mind is, Irritate Randall. That was it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it was. And without even trying. (laughs) I do that so well. (laughs) I know know the things that that irritate him so much. Like, for example. For example. He hates it when I take a towel in the kitchen. He he hates it when I wipe my hands on it and I put it on the counter. Yeah, take it off the towel bar and just crumple it up and... Yep, just throw it there. I don't know, you know, as it was used to wipe up the floor or <laughs> dog poop or, you know, or what, you know, where's this towel been? Because it, uh, you know, it's like, all right, into the laundry it goes, so. Yeah, well. <sighs> yes. Okay, so let's look at some of your comments. By the way, I should say hi to everybody. By the way, today is my third year friend anniversary with Melanie. Happy friend anniversary, Melanie. <laughs> Our number one super fan here on Bible News Radio. Uh, let's see. Dr. John is here. Hi, John. Hey, you're here. I'm glad. <laughs> Natasha, you're here. Hi. Diane is here. Mama Jean is here. Everybody's here. Jonathan is here. Rachel, Jordan, Yanel. Did I say it right? And Tracy, all the way in California, is here. And there's more viewers according to Periscope, but I don't know who they are. Now, the other thing is, um, let's see here. I think there might be somebody on on uh, Facebook. Brad, Brad is here. Brad, Brad's last name is Brad. All right. And whoever else is out there that I don't know who you are, you know, thank you for coming. I totally appreciate it. Oh, it's your only day off, huh? Well, that's okay. I get it. You know, I have pickleball moments. Oh, by the way. Speaking of pickleball, see how I brought that up just clandestinely, wove it into the conversation? Do you think Nancy Pelosi plays pickleball? Do you think we could beat her at it? I think I could. Anyway, if you go to goldenpickleball.com and you look at their Golden Pickleball Classic paddle that they just made, this is the first line in pickleball defense paddles. If you go there... And you want to buy your very first pickleball paddle, or if you already are an avid player like me, you play all the time and you love it, then you can save 10% on that paddle, which is if you use the coupon code PICKLEBALLFAITH. Yes, PICKLEBALLFAITH. Sounds like a good book title. 
So if you go there, goldenpickleball.com, buy your paddle, use Pickleball Faith, you'll get free shipping and 10% off your paddle. It'd be $54 cost. That's the total cost. And it is an affiliate link, which means I get 10% back. Just so you know, that's another fun way that not only can you get addicted to pickleball, but you can help Bible News Radio. Yeah, you can. <laughs> All right, so I have, a, I have a ton of stories today. I have one about Beth Moore. I got one about Andy Stanley. I got one about Nancy Pelosi. So let's start with the funnest one, Nancy Pelosi. Okay, so Nancy Pelosi, uh, bless her little heart. I, you know... If we could all just have a moment of silence right now for the fact that Nancy Pelosi is now the head of the House of Representatives. And, you know, her favorite word is the word. (laughs) If you don't know that story, you can Google it because that's kind of a joke from a long time ago. Anyway, um, uh, I found this story because I got this alert. Uh, from GayStarNews.com. This is a gay website, okay? And this is, it's titled, Equality Act, a quote, top priority for U.S. House of Representatives. See, you can see that right there. It's a, it's a, it's a top, you can't see me pointing at Nancy, but anyway, it's a top priority for Nancy Pelosi. And I got to give a hat, shout out to Janet Mefford for the tip on this one because I didn't know about it otherwise. So it says here, half of LGBTI in the U.S. live in a state where they can be fired or denied services based on their sexual or gender identity. Uh, newly elected members of the U.S. House of Representatives may, fin- may finally passing, may, <laughs> may finally passing, that's so improper. Hey, Danielle. Uh, Who needs proof for you? Whatever. May may finally pass, pass instead of finally passing. Maybe finally these liberals passing. Write very well here. Okay, whatever. Anyway, it says they basically may finally pass <laughs> federal legislation to protect LGBTI Americans from non discrimination. Last week, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi promised to make passing the Equality Act Equality Act a top uh, priority. Hey, Kathy, nice to see you. Uh, we will make America fairer by passing the Equality Act to end discrimination against the LGBT community, the Democrat lawmaker said. We are going to once and for all pass the Equality Act in the Congress of the United States. Congressman David Cicilline said committed or something like that. I don't know how to say his name. Anyway, the Equality Act would add sexual orientation and gender identity to the Civil Rights Act of 1964. It was first introduced to the House in 2015. It would outlaw discrimination against LGBTI citizens in work and services across the country. The U.S. elected a record number of LGBTI candidates to the House in November 2018's midterm elections, and the media dubbed it a rainbow wave. Now, if the media only really understood like why the rainbow was established in the first place by God, they probably wouldn't. <laughs> anyway, what's more, the Democrats now have a majority in the House. Boo, hiss, boo, hiss. Say it with me. The Democrats have a majority in the House. Boo, hiss, boo, hiss. Ooh, make America great again. Yes, we have to. <laughs> Don't hate me, Democrats. Boo, hiss. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, anyway, importantly, the liberal-leaning party will be able to more easily enact equality legislation. Yeah, they will. (laughs) 
they will because they they do it so it says here now is the time importantly the move to finally enact protections was welcomed by lgbti LGBT activists in the U.S. Currently, about 50% of LGBTI Americans live in one of 30 states with no legal protection against discrimination based on their sexuality or gender identity. Um, this is according to LGBTI advocacy group, the Human Rights Campaign, okay, HRC. HR, HRC's President Chad Griffin said, now is the time to move equality forward. Yeah, it is. Far too many LGBTQ people face unfair and unjust discrimination each and every day. I know, right? With only a patchwork of protections across the country. Eh, He's discriminating against those other people. Uh, We are thankful for Speaker Pelosi reaffirming her commitment to advance this critically important legislation and seize this historic moment to make full federal LGBT equality a reality. <clears throat> Excuse me, Sarah K. Ellis, CEO of the LGBT media watchdog group GLAD, also said it was a welcome relief. Now it's time for them to roll up their sleeves and get to work for all marginalized communities and killed, including LGBTQ Americans, she told the Washington Blade, which is, you know, it's a homosexual um, run advocacy paper. After passing the House, however, the bill may face resistance in the Republican-held Senate observers warn. Yeah, they do. The observers warn. <laughs> By the way, have you ever thought how funny this stuff is? Blah, blah, blah. Observers warn. Just throw that at the end of a sentence someday just for fun. It sounds funny. Rights advocates have also criticized Republican President Donald Trump for his anti-LGBTI policies. Well, that's they can build a bridge and get over that. Okay, so I bring this up because uh, because is this really an Equality Act, people? Is it? Well, the answer is no. Uh, there's another another article, which I don't think I gave Bareface, but I'm going to um, read it because it's all from the same website, gaystarnews.com. I frequent it frequently. <laughs> oh, I don't. Anyway, it's titled, What is the Equality Act and Why Is It? Uh, the most important thing for LGBTI people in the U.S. It's opinion, and it says the greatest political win we need. It says here, a frequent bill discussed in U.S. politics and LGBTI rights is the Equality Act. Numerous organizations and activists and politicians advocate for its passage. But what is it? Okay, why is it important? Its history begins in 1974 when Representative Bella Abzug Democrat, New York, first developed the bill along with the help of Representative Ed Koch, Democrat, New York. The simplest definition and aim of the act is to amend the Civil Rights Act of 1964 by adding prohibitions of discrimination on the basis of sex, sexual orientation, and marital status. It died in the House Committee on the Judiciary before Congress could vote on it. And anyway, then blah, blah. Anyway, okay. Why is this important? Because what they're doing is insulting, in my opinion, and and if you're a person of darker color than me, you may or may not agree with me, but I think they're completely insulting the Civil Rights Act of 1964 because that act, you know, was for equal rights of, of all humans with, with different skin tones, right? You're born that way. You're born with whatever color you are. I'm part pink, as you all can see. I'm pretty white, too. 
But the Civil Rights Act is, this is an innate thing. You are born that way. You're born black, white, red, whatever color you are, okay? Homosexuality, uh, bisexuality, transgenderism, duh, Q, (laughs) I, all that stuff, you're not born that way. That, you know, it's all in your head, you know, literally. I mean, it's all there. So this is taking something that you can't change or, you know, something that that is completely changeable and putting it onto a bill, an act where unequal rights were, for you know, were, were given, right? So the Civil Rights Act is, a, is an awesome act, right? Because that gave everybody civil rights that they should have had in the first place. But... <clears throat> This is ridiculous. So I want to read you actually the words of this Equality Act so you can actually hear it, right? So this is over on congress.gov. I sent you this, right? So yeah. we'll look at the actual words in this thing, right? This is what what Pelosi wants to pass. All right. So introducing the House on May 5th, uh, on May 2nd, rather, 2017 Equality Act. Okay. Listen to this. This bill amends the Civil Rights Act of 1964 to include sex, sexual orientation, and gender identity among the prohibited categories of discrimination or segregation in places of public accommodation. I don't know if you're going to be able to read that. Yeah, forget it. All right. Texas is too small. Okay. The bill defines, and listen, listen up, okay? The bill defines, quote, sex, unquote, to include a sex stereotype sexual orientation or gender identity, and pregnancy, childbirth, or related medical condition. The bill defines sexual orientation as homosexuality, heterosexuality, or bisexuality, and gender identity as gender-related identity, appearance, mannerisms, characteristics, regardless of the individual's designated sex at birth. So just on this alone, we could talk a long time because let's just say, for example, a person has a mannerism that's effeminate and they're a man, let's just say, but they're not gay. Okay. Let's just say this. If that person felt discriminated against that under this new equality thing, they could cry, oh, I'm a victim of discrimination. And, and it would fit under that, even though it's completely ridiculous that, that that would happen. But this is where it gets more scary. The bill expands the categories of public accommodations to include places or establishments that provide exhibitions, recreation, exercise, amusement, gatherings or displays, goods, services, or programs, including a store, a shopping center, an online retailer or service provider. Read website, people. A salon, a bank, a gas station, a food bank, a service or care center, a shelter, a travel agency, a funeral parlor or a health care, accounting or legal service or transportation services. It says here the bill provides or prohibits establishment from being construed to be limited to a physical facility or place. Now, how many of you know some of these new places that they're targeting? For example, I'll back it up here and just read it again. How about uh, a shopping center? 
How many of you, just out of curiosity, have ever seen a, a shopping center with some vacancies in it? Let's say a, um, a strip mall, right? You got some, you got your Dollar Tree or whatever it is, and then you got other stores. And then lo and behold, you got Jesus's Lord Tabernacle Sanctuary right there in the middle. And that spot. You see where this is going, people? Do you? How many of you, like when I lived in California, this was all over the place. Churches use these buildings everywhere, everywhere, right? So it's kind of like, huh, are they subtly targeting the criminalization of Christianity? What, they can't rent that out now to a church because the perception could be that they would, quote, discriminate against somebody who may or may not have been born that way or who has effeminate mannerisms, blah, blah, etc. I mean, it's, it's chilling, and I'm going to read you actually what the Family Research Council says here. Uh, it says here, um, also, let me go on here. It does go on to say, the Department of Justice may bring a civil action if it receives a complaint from an individual who claims to be. This is in this act, okay? So, listen to this. The Department of Justice may, may bring civil action if it receives a complaint from an individual who claims to be denied equal utilization of a public facility owned, operated, or managed by a state other than public schools or colleges on account of sex, sexual orientation, or gender identity, or denied admission to or not permitted to continue attending a public college by reason of sexual orientation or gender identity, thereby expanding DOJ's existing authority to bring such actions for complaints based on race, color, religion, sex, or national origin. The bill revises public school desegregation standards to provide for the assignment of students without regard to sexual orientation or gender identity. The bill prohibits programs or activities receiving federal financial assistance from denying benefits to or discriminating against persons based on sex, sexual orientation, or gender identity. Okay, this next part is important too. The bill prohibits employers with 15 or more employees from discriminating based on sexual orientation or gender identity subject to the same exceptions and conditions that currently apply to unlawful employment practices based on race, color, religion, sex, or national origin. Employers must recognize individuals in accordance with their gender identity if sex is a bona fide occupational qualification that is reasonably necessary to the normal operation of that particular business or enterprise. There you go, right there. The bill provides government employees with protections against discrimination based on sexual orientation or gender identity. And I'm not a lawyer, but what I can tell you is that churches are tar are, can be in big danger here for many reasons. Because let's just say, for sake of argument, that you have a guy who um, decides to go to your church and apply to be... I don't know, the pastor or something, you know, because, you know, who's called anymore to be a preacher? Yeah, you got to apply for the position and beat out five million other applicants. But he decides he gets hired, right? And then he decides, oh, you know what? I feel really comfortable wearing dresses on Sunday morning when I preach. <laughs> now, if there's an outcry in the church about it, he can actually cry, well, this is sexual discrimination, etc., blah, 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 and essentially end up filing a lawsuit against that church 
and close it down, right? Of course, I don't, I don't know, whatever. Anyway, but here's the other thing. Over on the FRC website, the Family Research Council website, I want to read you what they say. They're calling this Equality Act the inequalities of the Equality Act. And it says here that uh, the Inequality Act's purpose is to give special privileges to people based on homosexual behavior or based on gender identity dysphoria by adding sexual orientation and gender identity into a number of federal laws. These changes affect any provider of goods, services, and programs, and this is sweeping legislation. So um, it would actually make 59 substantive changes to a number of current laws, including the Civil Rights Act of 1964, which, by the way, is all the liberal media is telling you. They're not telling you this part. The Government Employee Rights Act of 1991, the Congressional Accountability Act of 1995, the Civil Service Reform Act of 1978, the Fair Housing Act, the Civil Rights Act of 1968, Equal Credit Opportunity Act, and the 28 U.S. Code Chapter 121 Juries by Trial. These laws address public accommodations, public facilities, public education, employment, federal grants and loans, so there's the money, housing transactions involving credit, and even how juries are selected. Not only does the bill insert sexual orientation and gender identity into each of these laws, but it also redefines public accommodation, which is what I was just trying to tell you. While places of public accommodation were previously defined narrowly to include restaurants, hotels, theaters, and other establishments where racial minorities were regularly rejected during segregation, the Inequality Act would expand the definition to include any establishment that provides a good service or program. This broad definition specifically refers to a store, shopping center, online retailer, or service provider, salon, bank, gas station, food bank, service, or care center, shelter, travel agency, or funeral parlor, or establishment that provides health care, accounting, or legal services, but will likely also apply to organizations ranging from religious private schools to nonprofit welfare agencies. Thus, if the Inequality Act passes, attorneys will likely be required to represent homosexuals in dissolving their same-sex marriages. Christian schools will likely be required to offer transgender students the bathroom of their choice. Or coaches into the locker room. Right, and Christian homeless shelters will likely be required to accommodate same-sex couples. And it says here... Does the act contain protections for people who object based on religion? And the answer is no, people. That's why it's kind of like the, the criminalization of Christianity, which, by the way, is the name of a book written by Janet uh, Folger. Her, her, her married name is Porter. But it's a great book. It was written in the mid-90s. But anyway, it says here, no, the Inequality Act does not provide any protections based on religion. In fact, the Inequality Act... And we're calling it that because the Family Research Council calls it that, but it's actually the Equality Act we're talking about. Expressly undermines religious protections currently in the U.S. Code by stripping individuals of a Religious Freedom and Restoration Act claim or defense under most of the provisions amended by the Inequality Act. Thus, the act would force people to, to affirm homosexuality, same-sex marriage, and transgenderism despite their religious objections in various situations, including the provision of public accommodations. This is the antithesis of religious freedom, and that said, the Civil, religious, Civil Rights Act does contain some protections for religion, including protecting employees from discrimination based on religion through Title 
seven. So the point is <clears throat> that with Nancy Pelosi now heading up our Congress and because the House has more representation, then uh, we just have to be aware of what's going on, which is why you need to be more active in knowing what's going on and you have to be aware at your local level what's going on and make sure that you you call the people who are representing you and say hey you know what when it's time to vote for this you vote no right like don't let her push this through and here's the thing it's likely to go through because like i said the dem the dem the liberals and this agenda they are literally hell bent on pushing it through because i've said this for years and i and my other mentors have said this for years it's it's a battle between gay rights and religious freedom. That's really what it's a battle against. And the money seems to be on the, the gay rights side as opposed to the religious freedom side. Don't ask me why. I have no idea. But, um, but because our Senate is Republican-dominated at this point, um, you know, hopefully it won't pass. But we have some yellow-bellied Republicans in the, in the Congress. So I have to say that, you know, anything can happen. And believe it or not, one vote matters, right? Doesn't it? So, so that is, uh, that is update on that. Now, let me give you, um, a couple of other, um, I actually want to share with you this story that I found, um, Randall, the one, um, about, um, the guy, the former male escort, that one. Yeah. Um, now, here's here's a story I'm going to share with you. I hope it doesn't offend anybody. But I share this with you because the the lie of the LGBTQI ABCDG lobby is is out there, right? And and they basically say, "Well, you can't change if you're homosexual, right? If you have homosexual feelings, you're always going to be that way and if the whole world doesn't accept you, then you're going to be forced to kill yourself because those are your only two options." <laughs> It's so logical, you know, not, but anyway, so there's this interesting story that I saw tweeted out and I thought, I was like, Ooh, this is good. So, um, so it says this, a uh, former male escort who slept with 150 men has realized he's straight after being celibate for a year. And now he wants to lose his virginity to a woman. Of course, I would suggest the guy get married first, but whatever. Okay. Dominic Hilton, 27 years old, from Bournemouth, grew up believing that he was gay. After splitting with his ex on Christmas Day in 2017, he spent 2018 sex-free. He has only dated men since coming out at 14, but now wants to date women. Now listen to this. A man who made a New Year's resolution to be celibate for a year after breaking up with his boyfriend has revealed how a sex-free 2018 made him realize he's straight and he now wants to lose his virginity to a woman. I know I already said that, but just saying. Anyway, after coming out at age 14 to his family, Dominic Hilton, 27, 27 from Bournemouth, grew up believing 110% that he was gay. Between the ages of 18 and 19, he even worked as a male escort, and he said he had no doubt he would one day marry a man. But after splitting with his ex, who he doesn't wish to name, on Christmas Day 2017, he made a radical resolution to spend 2018 celibate in order to discover a little more about himself. Now, as he prepares to rejoin the dating world, he has resolved to lose his virginity to a woman after coming to the realization that he is straight when his sexual attraction to men disappeared during his year 
of celibacy. Isn't that interesting? Okay, it goes on to say, being celibate for a year was a major undertaking as Dominic, who's been between 100 and, and 150 male sexual partners, had never had a long period of celibacy before. Uh, Dominic, a model and mental health worker, there you go, <laughs> from Bournemouth said, sex is always something I enjoyed, but this past year, the sexual attraction to men has just gone. If, if you'd have asked me in the past if a person can change their sexuality, I'd have said no, but I'm living proof that you can. It was a gradual thing, not like someone flicked a switch and I was straight, but now I'm actively seeking a girl to settle down with. And of course, there's these nice pictures of him. And then he says here, I've had sex with men, but not women. So I want to find an open-minded girl I can lose my virginity to. Save for a couple of casual teenage flings with girls before he came out age 14, Dominic has only ever dated men. A serial monogamist, he preferred more long-term relationships to playing the field. To date, he has had four serious boyfriends that he has lived with, and each of these relationships lasted around two years, which, of course, goes against all the, all the propaganda of the LGBT lobby, which says that homosexual relationships last a lifetime. Two years is actually really long. Anyway, whenever he did find himself single, he tried again and everything to find love again. He even appeared on Channel 4's Naked Attraction, where contestants, contestants judge would-be suitors by what they look like in the buff. Hmm. I'd grown up not especially confident with my own body, but I eventually reached a point where I thought, what the hell, and decided to apply for Naked Attraction, he said. <laughs> Anyway, the point, I don't need to read the rest of the article. The point is, the point of this article is, again, that here on the DailyMail.uk website, a non-Christian secular magazine uh, has this article about this guy who was celibate for a whole year and discovered he was heterosexual. Go figure. Randall, you have any thoughts on this one? Because, uh... I've, I found it super interesting. Well, this goes to the old adage, what you feed grows, what you starve dies. And, right. you know, yeah. uh, I'm sure since 27, so from age 14, 13 years ago, well, that was, okay, 27 now, so we use 26 and 2017, uh, which means, um, quick, do the math, he was born in, what, 1990? Yeah. Yes, because this year we'll be married 27 years. Yeah. Well, that would... Right. So, but it was 2017. It was two years ago that he... He's 27 now, right? So he was born in 92. So two years right. ago, or roughly a year ago, because it was Christmas 2017, which, you know... And so he spent 2018, the last year, straight. So... So, yeah, so he was, he was born in probably 92, 91, 92. So, no doubt, and this is in the UK where they have a show like Naked Attraction, okay, <laughs> you know, the, the sexual anarchy, he's been steeped in that from birth. Right. And so, you know, when, I'm sure when he was prepubescent, and probably in his elementary school, because he hung out with other boys... He might have been fed the message, you're gay, um, because you like boys and you don't like girls in a sexual way. 
and as happens in elementary schools here in the U.S. today. So I can just see that, you know, he's been fed this uh, identity and this um, this narrative for so long. And so especially as a youth, I mean, come on, 20s, just a kid, you know, um, and I'd be interested to find out what his relationship with his father is and his mother, both parents and what kind of thing, you know, what kind of there's any sort of attachment disruption there but you know yeah probably not probably not that's that wouldn't fit you know like, yeah. <laughs> that wouldn't fit 99.999 percent of the cases right. of uh, homosexual experience but anyway so after being celibate for a year and i think there's a spiritual dimension too when yep. when one man has relations with another <laughs> man you know as as paul talks about you know you know, to become flesh, and he and he warns about fornication in 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 the in in the context of a of a of a prostitute, and he says, you know, do you not do you not know that two should become one flesh? Will you make yourself one flesh with with uh, with a harlot? So there, I think there's something physical and spiritual that happens there beyond just the moment of the act. Sure. That there's there's a chemical, there's a spiritual, there's emotional bonding that goes on, and oh. so that reinforced all that. And so when for a year he takes off, you know, he's celibate for an entire year, which I think is quite amazing. Yeah, actually. definitely, I really especially do, someone it who like he was, was an addict. Before. Oh yeah, indeed, a male escort, not just he liked to bed right. with men, but you know, made a career out of it. Um, yeah, that's pretty serious. I- What? I was just going to say, I remember when you and me first got married and Steve said, our pastor, he's Steve, he's like, and you may now kiss the bride. And Bareface leaned over and gave me a kiss. Of course, I kissed him back. And then the bell rang. That was super cool. Anyway, um, <laughs> but but I, I bring this up because that kiss was so... Um, I don't know what the right word is. Anointed, I guess it would be the yeah. right word. That kiss, there was something blessed about it that was completely different from all other kisses prior to that. <laughs> so I actually believe that there's that spiritual dimension right there. I mean, I don't know. There, sure. We have a lot of comments here. Can I read some of them? Well, just uh, anyway, just to okay. wrap up the thought. So that it, the fact that it was celibate for a year, it, you know, the, it makes sense to me that that, that uh, you know, which if he grows, it sort of dies. And so right. that was, you know, he was disconnected from that for a year. And then natural biology took over instead of the, you know, the indoctrination and, and affirmation of unbiological, un, you know, you know natural. What, you, know, you know what I would be interested in, and forgive me if this is, kind of graphic or mature if you're a child why are you watching this show yes but i remember when i was in some clinical training with jo- uh, dr joseph nicolosi who is no longer with us unfortunately he died but um i i did some training with him and one of the things in the in the group as a therapist he was training was talking about um how when men are celibate you know their body still has the natural physical functions you know um ejaculations wet dreams that type of thing 
Um, <gasps> and that becomes a normal part of them being able to deal with the physical effects of it, especially because your body is addicted to that, right? I mean, if you're a doctor or a nurse, you probably all know that, right? And by the way, hi, Tommy. I see you, Pastor Percy. Nice to see you too. Hi, everybody else that came in. If you're still here, thank you for the super heart, by the way, Mr. Z man. Appreciate it. <laughs> um, but anyway, he was talking about how, you know, how that physical thing, you know, would act itself out. And then when I was working as a therapist in a support group with sex addicts, that was also one of the other things. So I'd be curious if this guy was actually celibate completely, if he didn't look at any pornography. I mean, there's a lot of unknowns there. Uh, but the fact that he's being, it's being reported as this, and the fact that this guy knows he could be totally slammed for coming out this way, no pun intended, <laughs> um, is really interesting to me. Of course, there's no message of a religious conversion of any type either, but I do find, I do find that a little bit interesting. Yeah, which, um... By the way, Elvis is in the room. I don't know if you're still here, Elvis, but your trolling of Vicky cracks me up. <laughs> well... uh, let's see here. But, well, it, anyway, um, where I, you know, where I differ from some of my other, you know, Christian brothers and sisters, <clears throat> it's not that I'm ashamed of the gospel, but often we don't have to bring the gospel into it. We can just talk about, we can talk about objective facts. And hey, Kelly. Nice to see you, buddy. Objective facts and, and, and nature. And, yeah, it doesn't mention anything about any sort of religious conversion. But, I mean, I think just the fact of nature being separated from that reinforcement right. of unnatural biology, you know, nature takes over. And I wonder if his sexual transmitted diseases got any better. Just saying. Yeah, I'm sure he's got he's some. probably got a couple. I can tell you when I was a therapist, every client that came in and talked to me about it, sexual issues confessed that they had sexual transmitted disease. You know what? Me and Bareface don't, just so you know. All right. So let me go here. Let me go back here to some of these comments. They're little, little, it's been a while. Let me scroll back up. There's a lot of comments in here. I don't even know if you're all in here, but thank you guys for who came in and Shared out. Hey, Oddvar, see you're in here too. Um, so let's see here. I got to scroll back up. So Ronner says, I'm pretty sure Nancy is not going to criminalize Christianity. Daniel says, lock up traitor Trump, Steve Bannon 2020, make America great again. There you go. Uh, nine Slim Shady, Psalms 991, which I don't know what that says. Then he gave Matthew 19, 11 to 12, Acts 6, 11, but they have changes the words in the Bible. Uh, then Elvis says, I ain't voting for those Freemasons. Markava said, what is she pushing through? Well, that's, we talked about that. Hello. <laughs> Make sure to vaccinate. No way. That's a whole nother topic, by the way. I know you're trying to be funny there and be rude. But actually, you're smart not to vaccinate. Don't get any vaccinations. <laughs> That's my opinion. We're not a Christian nation as much as that disappoints you. Freedom and justice for all. You need to learn some history. 
blasphemous word seems important. Love everyone. They stoned him for it. Okay, propaganda at its finest here. Yes! Propaganda! Bible News Radio! That's what we're about. Propaganda. The Bible is fiction. No, it's not. The Bible is actually the only book that can change your life wholeheartedly. Change your heart. Yeah, it can. But only if it's soft and not hard. You must be one of those people that has heard the word and it fell on rocky soil. And the devil came and snatched it away. I read that in that book, by the way. <laughs> uh, you don't turn gay. I don't. Bro, you are lo Bro. Hey, bro. You're lukewarm. <laughs> Is that aimed at me? No, I don't think so. I think it's named aimed at somebody else. Okay. And Harrison says he likes poop shoots, which I'm sure you do. Yeah, you do. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> Mama Gina said he was the feminist one. He was the feminist one as a gay person now wants women. Um, you skipped the part where he dressed like jo Boy George as a youth. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's a good thing and then we got the super heart thank you um if god wouldn't want gays etc he wouldn't have made it possible to be born as one so ignoring well god didn't make anybody gay that's ridiculous i mean what kind of statement is that the lgbt lobby admits you're not born gay you need to you need to brush up on your agenda so you know it better than me i apparently know it better than you do somebody's shaking their head that's good it's always good to shake your head, man. Just don't do it too fast. You can get whiplash. If absolutely yeah, so important, why why was if absolutely so important, why was it not until 1611 the KGB written? Uh, because if maybe what the, was so the, important? Uh, the Bible, an I think, authorized but... English translation. <laughs> yes, maybe because King James decided he wanted to have it written around then. By the way, I got a I got a cool, couple of cool Bibles. There were several English translations long before 1611. That was the first one that was government authorized. Now Jordan said you can Ben Shapiro them into oblivion with facts and logic. Yeah, we can. Actually, Ben Shapiro is a really good guy. He's Jewish. Did you know that? Like me, this part of me right here is Jewish. That part, right there. I am a chosen person in part. I know you're jealous, aren't you? <laughs> My best friend, she's like, Stacy, you're playing that Jewish card too much with me. Really? We're all chosen. I go, but I'm Jewish. I'm part Jewish. <laughs> Between we uh, did that. Hey, Frazier. And there's Frazier. Hi, Frazier. Nice to see you, buddy. Okay, don't look it up. Just say why you think. Them's taking evil to new levels. That's crazy. Okay. Uh, Jordan, I don't, I don't like is anything I don't like is propaganda. Actually, you know what? I got to read you a comment. I want to read you this. I I sent this to I got to look it up here. That let's talk about that just for a second cuz this will actually blow your mind if you listen to it. I sent this to my Ladies of Justice team. And let me find it. It's a quote by um Warren Buffett. You know, the bastion of Christianity in the world, not. Okay, so Warren Buffett, that Warren Buffett, he said, quote, what the human being is best at doing is interpreting all new information so that their prior conclusions remain intact. Okay, let me, this is a heathen mind guy, okay? He's, this isn't a believer saying this. He said, what the human being is best at doing is interpreting all new information 
so that their prior conclusions remain intact. So why is that important? Because if you are not open to another person's opinion, you know, you're always going to be looking for the support of your opinion. That's basically what he's saying. And that's why, uh, you know, your heart, your, your heart being hardened versus being soft is a big issue. And by the way, if you didn't get slugged this morning with our morning devotion, go back and, and listen to it because it talked about that very thing. All right. So, um, it's, it's okay. Uh, yes, we love Jesus because he first loved us. Yeah, he did. Okay, what's the punishment for fornication? Well, in the Old Testament, it was death, actually. Um, in the New Testament, we're under grace. So, you know, unfortunately, there's lots of emotional punishment. There's, you know, other stuff. But, you know, God lets you get away with sin for a while. But sin will find you out, just so you know. Well, fornication, it depends on oh. who the participants were, what, what the outcome of it was. But So Jordan said the punishment for fornication is hellfire, Ephesians 5, 5 to 11. Okay. Mm. Cognitive dissonance. Yeah. Don't you love that? Hey, people, this year I'm going to learn, I'm going to lose weight while I'm munching on my favorite candy, which is peanut M&M's. <laughs> gotcha. The MS stands for... Masters of Science, as in I have a Masters of Science degree from a college where I worked my butt off to earn it. Who makes this stuff up? I'm not making anything up. But what I am going to tell you that we have an awesome sponsor. Ariel Ministries is our sponsor. If you guys uh, haven't been there lately, go check ariel.org out. You can go to ariel.org and you can save 20% when you use the coupon code Bible news. When you buy anything in the store there, feel free to do that. It lets Ariel know that, that you came from our audience and they, they keep supporting our show as a result. By the way, also, um, you can go to our website, biblenewsradio.com. You can click on the resources page over there and you can buy stuff there in the store. And, um, if it goes to Ariel's site, you can you can do that. Or if it comes to our site, like if you get the book, The Gospel of the Holocaust, I will personally send that to you for the donation suggested there. And Or if you get the book um, by Doug Hershey on Israel that we have, great resource, The Biblical Guide to Understanding Israel. Uh, you know, those are still available at our bookstore if you want to purchase some of those and give them out as gifts or, you know, just start your own Bible study with them. You can. Another way you can support us is if you want to become a member of uh, Legal Shield and invest in protecting yourself, get yourself a will done, uh, or identity theft protection with ID Shield. By the way, did you know it's only thirty-three cents a day to sign up? It's it's a thirty-three cent investment a day to sign up for ID Shield. That's it, thirty-three cents. Who doesn't have thirty-three cents to protect themselves? You know what? Uh, I was really blessed to sign somebody up this morning and, um, you know, and my goal actually is to sign up a hundred people this year. I want to protect at least a hundred people this year with ID shield and legal shield, but really my focus is ID shield. Um, you know, and so one way that you can do that, you can get yourself protected is go to bit.ly forward slash L O J, which stands for ladies of justice 2019 and L O J is all caps. You can see it right there on the screen, right there, people right there. <sighs> right there. 
Isn't that super cool the way that I can do that? <laughs> anyway, 33 cents a day and you can have all of your most important identity stuff protected, right? Actually, we protect over 66 pieces of information for that. I'm just, just, you know, awesome about that. So make sure you sign up. If you want more info, contact me directly and you can do that. Now, if you want to become a pillar of the community and just donate, you can go ahead and do that as well um, over at our website. Just hit that give tab or what it, wherever it is, biblenewsradio.com forward slash give, you can do that. All right. I think I already meant uh, the pickleball thing. So, so, okay. All right. So we got a couple other stories. Which one did you pull up? Was it the Anley Stanley one or the Beth Moore one? I've got them all. Okay. How about we do the, well, let's do the Beth Moore one. I like Beth. Okay. Everybody picks on Beth Moore. I understand in part why some people do. Um, I personally like Beth Moore. I, you know, I've never met her, but you know, Anyway, so there's this story over on mychristiandaily.com titled, Beth Moore Stirs the Pot by Stating Reading the Bible is Not Time with God. Technically. Okay. Best-selling author Beth Moore has been criticized for a recent tweet where she stated that spending time reading the Bible and spending time with God were not in the same category. The evangelist and founder of Living Proof Ministries is one of the world's most popular Christian ministers with a social media following that runs into the millions. In a recent tweet, she stated, quote, spending time with God and spending time with the Bible are not the same thing. The Bible is the word of God crucial to knowing him, but it's not God. We can study our Bibles till the second coming and leave God completely out of it. We can grow in facts and never grow a wit in faith. Totally agree. I I completely agree as well. And you know what? I'm not sure why people are getting all bent out of shape about it, but um, she goes on to say, it says, after being criticized for her comments, the Bible teacher backed up her comments stating, do not be deceived. People who study the scriptures constantly and are continually mean-spirited, rude, slanderous, and aside their religious rhetoric bereft of outward evidences of the Holy Spirit are having Bible study without God. He affects us. You can take it. You can take that to the bank. Wholeheartedly agree. You guys agree or disagree? I agree with her. I mean, have you read the Bible and seen the Pharisees? They knew the law inside and out. The Sadducees too, right? They were confronted with the living Messiah right there in front of them. <laughs> And even though they read the law, they read the Pentateuch, they read the, you know, they read the scrolls. Did they have the Holy Spirit or God in them? Eh, nope. Just saying. I don't know why people pick on Beth more, but, well, I actually do know why people pick on her. But in this case, I agree with her mostly as well. <clears throat> Excuse me, I gotta, I have to. drink some water. <clears throat> Meanwhile, Andy Stanley, who um, I usually don't agree with, and I still don't. <laughs> poor, poor Charles Stanley. Uh, anyway, so Andy Stanley and the Christian Post article says, um, Ten Commandments don't apply to Christians. R really? <laughs> He says here, Christians should quit erecting Ten Commandments displays and should instead consider making monuments dedicated to the Sermon on the Mount. 
Uh, in a column published by Relevant Magazine, which should be your first warning, the North Point Community Church pastor argued that the Ten Commandments are the Old Covenant and no longer apply to believers. Really now? Okay. If we're going to create a monument to stand as a testament to our faith, shouldn't it at least be a monument of something that actually applies to us? He, he posed. Participants in the New Covenant, that's Christians, are not required to obey any of the commandments found in the first part of their Bibles, wrote Stanley. Participants in the New Covenant are expected to obey the single command Jesus issued as part of his New Covenant, as I have loved you, so you must love one another. Ugh. Well, first of all, <laughs> the, the first commandment, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, body, and strength. Jesus quoted that. <laughs> and then he added, and then you should love your neighbor as yourself, right? Ugh, I don't know. I have no idea, Tommy. Anyway. Um, so it says here, this new commandment is a replacement for everything in the existing list, including the Big Ten. He maintained just as his new covenant replaced the old covenant, Jesus's new commandment replaced all the old commandments. No, this guy totally gets it all. I mean, what the heck? Why is this guy even a, why is this guy a pastor? I believe it was Jesus who said, I came to fulfill the law, not to abolish it. There's a difference between fulfilling and abolishing. Exactly. But, um, anyway. So then he said, Stanley went on to say that he believes so much of the evils committed by churches over history were connected to them trying to miss ax mix aspects of the Old Covenant with Christianity and that although Jesus was foreshadowed in the Old Covenant, he did not come to extend it. Is this guy even a believer? I'm just curious because I, I just, yeah. Ugh. Anyway, I'm not going to give this guy any more credit, but... If you, if you, yeah, bareface, what do you think of that? Well, I have no words. I don't. I don't have any good words, just so you know. Just, uh, well, are we obligated to keep the 613 commands of the Old Testament? No, we are not because we cannot. No, it'd be great if we could. If we could, we would not need, um, uh, we would not re need I a know. redeemer. We wouldn't need a savior. We wouldn't need the Messiah. Sabrina um, is asking, can you imagine what Charles Stanley feels about this? You know what? Oh. Charles Stanley, bless that man's heart. I swear. Charles Stanley is one of the better Bible teachers out here. And he, unfortunately, because he went through a divorce, the poor guy has gone through hell as well. And I can't even imagine, um, how he feels I'm, I'm pretty sure he feels heartbroken yeah anyway go on bareface anyway i wanted to so you think okay well so messiah Yeshua, jesus came to fulfill the law not to abolish it and there is a new covenant <laughs> the new covenant in his blood yeah uh which which um absolve us from the responsibilities per se of we were not no longer condemned by the 613 commands of the Old Testament, and that's all they were to commend. I just let's well let's look at Paul's writing to the Galatians because they were I think Andy Stanley was alluding to them about people in the early church trying to mix 
you know, reaching back and, and mix aspects of the new covenant with the old covenant and getting things mixed up. But um, I think Paul puts it quite uh, elegantly in talking to the Galatians who were uh, those, I believe, that the scripture deals with. Don't you love Bareface? He always brings the word in. Anyway. I love the guy. Uh, Galatians chapter 3, picking up in verse 19, we read, uh, Wherefore then serveth the law? You know, what, what good does the law do? It was added because of transgressions till the seed should come to whom the promise was made. And it was ordained by angels in the hand of a mediator. Now a mediator is not a mediator of one, but God is one. Is the law then against the promises of God? God forbid. For if there had been a law which could have given life, verily righteousness should have been by the law. But the scripture hath concluded all under sin, that the promise by faith of Jesus Christ might be given to them that believe. I.e. salvation is through faith, by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. But, you know, where does that put the law? It's not a matter of salvation. Uh, verse 23, but before faith came, we were kept under the law, shut up unto the faith, which should afterwards be revealed. Wherefore the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ, that we might be justified by faith. But after faith has come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster. And so I would kind of agree with the sentiment per se that no there isn't the righteous requirement of the law cannot be filled it was there to show us our our sinfulness and to keep us in order like a schoolmaster you know a schoolmaster um you know or a guardian is there to kind of try to keep you in line and we should, you know, we should be guided by the Holy Spirit and, and you know, through our relationship with Christ. But that doesn't mean that the, the, the laws of the Old Testament are to be, ooh, they're just like, they're dung now. And, you know, like, they're, you know, the way those are, those are stupid now. It's like they still reveal to us our sinfulness and the heart of God, the right, the holiness of God and the unholiness of man. Right. Not that we can expect to be find favor with God by fulfilling them, because we can't. But to dismiss them as unimportant, you know, just completely inapplicable. No, we're not required to fulfill them, and they're not what should keep us in line. It is for believers, it should be the Holy Spirit that guides our actions it should be christ but is kind of his statement about making a monument oh wow it's that late anyway making a monument to the um <laughs> he just noticed to the sermon on the mount well the sermon on the mount was all about explaining the law and putting against what god actually stated in, in the books of the law the torah through moses the mosaic law if you will people for the law of moses it wasn't moses's law it was given through Moses. Anyway, you know, he says, you have heard it said because the Pharisees and the Sadducees had their traditions and their interpretations of what it meant. And he was bringing them back to what it actually said. Um, the meaning of the law and not the interpretation of the law. 
do we have expert. can we go do the last article yeah let's do it I'll all be right because this last article thank you pastor bareface okay i did see <laughs> i did see this thing there but let me let me go ahead and address one or one other article we might get into this a little bit more later this is over on prophecynewswatch.com. It's titled, New Congresswoman Displays Map with Israel Replaced by Palestine. Did you guys hear about this? Ugh. Okay, this is not good, but listen to this. Congresswoman Rashida uh, Tla- Ta- Tabe, I'm not sure. Tlaib? I have no clue. <laughs> anyway, That's displayed a map on her first day in the House of Representatives with a note posted over Israel that reads, Palestine. BuzzFeed reporter Hannah Allum posted on Twitter, somebody has already made a slight alteration to the map that hangs in Rashida Tlaib's new congressional office. This should not come as a surprise. Um, Tlaib has stated she is in Congress to be a voice for Palestinians in the West Bank. No, not Palestinian Americans or her constituents. And even before she was sworn in on Thursday, the ceremony of which was attended by Women's March leader and anti-Israel activist Linda Sarsour, she's very popular, by the way, um, who has been criticized for not condemning her ties with anti-Semitic nation of Islam leader Louis Farrakhan, um, Tlaib endorsed the BDS movement. She's a Muslim, right? Um yeah. Since being sworn in, she's used expletive curse words to describe the president while demanding his impeachment, as well as criticize senators who are trying to pass legislation to strengthen ties with Israel, accusing them of dual, dual loyalty and forgetting what country they represent. She also recently defended Mark Lamont Hill for comments he made calling for Israel to be eliminated and replaced by a free Palestine from the river to the sea, a frequent frequent rallying call made by terrorist group Hamas. Uh, so far, other Democrats have remained silent on Tlaib's, uh, or however you say her name, disgraceful actions. The party's continual shift to the far left makes that no real surprise, but it still makes them abettors, enablers, and equally guilty. Anyway, we'll go ahead and stop with that. Um, but uh, my friend Sheila Butt, who is a Congress woman here in Tennessee she actually posted this morning she's awesome by the way if you don't know her if you're in Tennessee you need to know Sheila she rocks um she actually posted on her Facebook this morning um a see I gotta find it now guys scroll through here hold on a minute yes she actually posted this she said do you want to know the real agenda of Islamists in the public schools do you know that they do not want their children to be called Americans? Do you know that they intend to convert your children to Islam? This clip is over 20 years old, and many of these goals are well on their way to being accomplished in education and politics. I hope you'll listen if you want to have your eyes wide open and share for others to have their eyes wide open. So this is Sharifa Al-Khatib talking about the using public schools to convert America to Islam. This last election... We had more Muslims elected than ever before. And I've been telling you for years, the last couple of years, their goal by 2020, which is next year, is to overtake America. Okay? So we think that we're in a time of peace right now with Islam. Nah. They're, they're just setting, you know, they're like the LGBT lobby. They take their time. They got some patience. The mosques have gone up. All that stuff. You know? They're all around you. J. 
just so you know, they're not peaceful. That's right. Anyway, long story short, we need to be praying. And here's one thing I really seriously think we all need to pray for as believers, especially that if you're really a Christian, you need to ask yourself, are you willing to die for Christ? Because it may come to that in our lifetime here. It, it's already come to that everywhere else, pretty much, you know? So, you know what? If I were you, I would go ahead and make sure you're right with God, no matter what. Um, because the enemy is here, and um, as the Bible says, he's a roaring lion seeking whom he will devour, just so you know. Okay. All right. Let me see. There's other comments in here. Um, Rachel and Jesus said, pull your kids out on public schools. Yeah, Dr. Dobson 20 years ago was telling people to do that. They are not peaceful. Um, right. No, and you know what's really sad is they're in bondage. That's the sad part. That's the sad part is they're in bondage. A uh, horse is here. Aw. Hey, horse. A horse is a, a horse is a horse. Of course. Of course. Unless you're Mr. Ed. Unless you're Mr. Ed. <laughs> I know, yeah, anyway, I've been good. Um, it's nice of you to show your junk to everybody. Everybody go like this. Don't look. It's not nice to look at somebody's naked body. Unless it's your spouse and you're married. Okay, anyway. <laughs> hey, Sylvia Sue Lynn. All right, Rich, nice to see you. Are you, are you. Are you call for weapons? Very dangerous view. Amen. Well, I think that we have a right to bear arms. See, my arms are bare. <laughs> that was funny, wasn't it? Just kidding. Actually, the, yes, we do have a right to defend ourselves. Um, and the, you know, second, we, you know, we, that, that when a nation is disarmed, that's when we're captive. Just so you know. All right, people. I am Stacey Lynn Harp, your sweet and lovable host here of the show. Thank you for tuning in today. And I ask that, uh, you know, those of you who tuned in for the first time, you want to share it out. I love that. You can tweet it out or Facebook it out or whatever. You want to contact me personally, you can contact me on my 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 um website, BibleNewsRadio.com. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Where else? I forgot. A whole bunch of other places at Bible News Radio. If you want to join my text message list and get on that, I text out a text every morning with a Bible verse and also a, um, uh, you know, a link to our Get Slugged morning um, devotional. <laughs> text Bible News to 33222. That gets you on my text message list. You'll hear from me. And uh, anyway, you can join me there. So I hope you do, actually. So... All right, people, be bold. Stand up and go with God. Why? Because he really, really, really loves you. Yeah, he does. We'll see you tomorrow.